What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the podcast. Hard to believe that America is Blue is now wrapping up the FIFA World Cup section of the program as we start to move back into club football very soon. But we have some amazing games to review to talk about. We have an unbelievable final uh, headed up uh, tomorrow. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be really exciting. We've got fantastic players from the new generation We've got fantastic generations trying to cement their legacies. Jay Martin Himmelstein, what do you think is popping off in these games? What did you see uh, during the semifinal matchups that made your, uh, you know, situation percolate a little bit? We got a lot to get into. Let's uh, hear your first words on that, man. First, I don't want you ever talking about my situation or whether it percolates or not. Um, let's just start off with Messi. I mean, we're talking about one of the legends of the game. You know, an icon of our era who's done everything in the sport except for one thing. And now he's on the precipice of potentially completing that. So his performance, um, he, he dismantled Croatia. I mean, between him and Alvarez, they took over that game. It was a legendary messy performance. And whereas we're used to seeing that when he's wearing, you know, red and blue, whatever that ugly uniform is that they rock in, in Barcelona, um, you know, things have been lacking with Argentina and there's been a lot of disappointment and a tremendous amount of talent with these teams that have just never quite pushed things over the line or lived up to those expectations. So, you know, the fact that they got the Copa America, now they're in the finals, it just kind of feels like the stars are starting to align to really cement this man as arguably the best ever. If not, he's just, he's in the conversation with a very, very, very small select group of guys. Um, and with France and Morocco, shocking game, shocking game. I, I did not expect to see Morocco look to dominate like that for most of the game and then just not be able to be clinical and finish it off. But just amazing games, a lot of electricity between both of them. Uh, we had a great game earlier today, and I cannot wait for the final tomorrow. No, I mean, it really is amazing stuff. Uh, you know, the World Cup, as we know, sometimes getting the continuity with the players is a little bit more difficult because you got guys coming in from all sorts of different clubs, playing all sorts of different systems. A lot of guys oftentimes at the international level are playing out of position or, you know, not doing something that they're necessarily familiar with on a day-to-day basis with their clubs. But we've really seen some solid team football uh, in, you know, in these last couple of games. And it's been amazing to see these teams gelling over these, you know, relatively short periods of time. And we've produced some amazing matches, some amazing moments, uh, a lot of buildup. People were wondering if these games were going to deliver or maybe be duds, but there have been very few duds. Uh, Certainly in the knockout stages, it's been, by and large, very, very exciting matches. And uh, we're going to continue to see that evolve with the ultimate game tomorrow. Uh, Just going back to what you mentioned about Lionel Messi, I don't think that this is a hot take, but I think what's at stake for him is putting himself in the conversation for greatest male athlete ever type situation uh not just the greatest footballer of all time you're literally talking about a guy who is putting himself on the mountaintop of all-time legendary athletes period so i mean it, it couldn't be a bigger game with more at stake uh for any one person than Lionel messi and that being said uh on the opposite side Kylian Mbappe is putting himself on a trajectory that we've only seen by Pelé. There's only one other guy 
who has won, will, will be in a position to win a second World Cup by, excuse me if I'm misspeaking, it's either age 23 or 24. I'm not sure exactly what the number is, but that's the age that Mbappe is. And the only other guy who would have, you know, had two World Cups by that age is Pele. So, I mean, you're talking about a guy cementing an absolutely legendary career. And then you have another young guy putting himself into a position to maybe do things that we've literally never seen anybody achieve on a winning level in football. Yeah. And both of these guys, I mean, they've, I wouldn't say that they've carried their teams. There's been a lot of collaboration and it really has been a group effort for both of these squads, but these both guys with all the pressure have lived up to the billet. They've had amazing games. They've taken over moments. They've had amazing goals. Um, And I want to go back to what you said a second ago. I think you hit a nail like square on the head. Most of these players are very well gelled with their club teams. They're obviously, most of them are great players and they get these windows where they go off with their national team and they try to put together the strategy. And maybe things are a little bit more consistent on that front because maybe the, the, the managers know that they can't be spicing things up and running multiple different formations. They have to try to keep it, you know, narrow and tight and just get good at what they do. Um, but I've been shocked. I mean, there really have not been many teams in here who have looked disjointed or look like they didn't know what they were doing or look like the timing was completely off. So I think you make a great point there with just what we've seen collectively from all the teams in this World Cup of guys who've come together, been able to gel and put out just amazing product. No, it's been completely entertaining. It's delivered on, again, a a lot of different levels. We've seen the, the meshing of these teams, a lot of amazing talent. Uh, a lot of amazingly talented players who are a little bit long in the tooth, uh, wrapping it up, but still showing up in the tournament and and producing at an extremely high level. None more than Luka Modric. Uh, I think, you know, the dude just pl- has played an amazing tournament again. What a fantastic player uh, on all levels. Just an understander of the game. Uh, he, he is a true savant out there on the field. You, you know, you talk about a maestro. If Chelsea could ever, you know, re- reconnect and, and find a guy like him to just plug into our midfield and then, you know, boom, he's there for a decade. Uh, tiny ask. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the guy just continues to uh, show that he defies age. There's no way he looks like a 37 year old out there, especially a guy who's the engine of a midfield. It, it's not like he's a right back or something like that. I mean, this dude is box to box. He's everywhere. Uh, always seems to make the right play, never turns the ball over, uh, just can't keep enough superlatives uh, on the dude. And uh, it's, it's a shame that, that we won't be seeing him, uh, you know, in another World Cup. And uh, I don't know what he's going to be doing about his international career in general, but at 37 years old, you, you'd think he'd be possibly looking to hang him up, but maybe this guy wants to squeeze uh, another Euros uh, yeah. out of his uh, 39-year-old legs at that point. But I uh, wouldn't put anything past that guy. Uh, he he played amazing uh, again today. I, I think we, we might want to just transition over to you know the Croatia Morocco game today. Uh, the third place uh, matchup between uh, the Cinderella story of the tournament and sort of the underdog that has been constantly achieving. It, it's hard to uh, keep saying that Croatia is an underdog, but if you're a nation of four million people, I don't care what the hell you're doing. Uh, it, you know, th- these guys are on a different level in terms of what they are producing per capita. I mean, the athletes over there, it really is unbelievable, not just 
in football, but arguably the best basketball player on earth right now is, is, is from Croatia. I mean, Luka Doncic is doing incredible things uh, with the Dallas Mavericks. So shout out to the, you know, Croatian athlete raising mothers and fathers out there because they're kicking ass, man. They are putting a product out there uh, on the fields, on the court, on the pitch, not to mention Novak Djokovic, arguably the, the greatest tennis player ever. I mean, these, these guys are stacking it up. Hashtag the greatest, the greatest left tackle in NFL history, David Deal. Oh, Croatian as well. 100%. Can't leave him out. I do. Let's go back to Luka Modric. I mean, do, you don't win a Ballon d'Or as a non-high goal-scoring midfielder unless you are doing something that really impacts a team and contributes or impacts games and contributes to your team. And that's what that guy did. He's a legend, and he's he's he'll go. You talk about greats of all. He's probably going to go down as the greatest Croatian athlete of all time. Um, he's exceptional. I thought that they were very flat in their last game. I think that they strategically didn't quite get it right and they were really overwhelmed their midfield strength was overwhelmed by numbers by Argentina which is very smart by them is to try to neutralize what was so great about Croatia and they just weren't able to adjust uh but going up against Morocco is a different beast and what they did today uh surprisingly you know the two feel-good teams of this World Cup got together in a somewhat meaningless game. I mean, I think the winner of this got an extra $2 million or 2 million euros, or whatever they're paying these guys out in um, for winning. You know, both, both nations are going to get a healthy sum of the pool here. And um, this was highly entertaining. It was su- a surprisingly feisty game by two countries that you could just see throughout the entire world cup that were coming into each game with national pride 100%. on the line. Like it didn't matter what was on. It didn't matter if it was a friendly, like these guys were going to come out there and they were just going to give it their all. And they did it again today. So it was, it was for a third place game. This was great entertainment. hundred percent. And then of of course we'd be remiss. Shouts out to number eight, Mateo Kovacic and number seven, Hakeem Ziyech. Both, both played amazing tournaments. Uh, Both guys were clearly given, giving everything out there. Uh, They both did themselves, uh, you know, a lot of positives uh, towards their countries and towards their personal careers. Both of those guys, uh, you know, played fantastic tournaments. Definitely nothing to uh, hang their heads about. Uh, you know, third and fourth place finishes, respectively. Uh, Morocco, obviously, becoming the first nation ever to finish in the top uh, four uh, coming out of the African continent. So what an amazing achievement by them. And then, you think about the results that Croatia has just been continuing to produce in the last two World Cups. You've got a, a second and third place finish, respectively, uh, in back-to-back tournaments. What an incredible showing. Uh, true, true, true hat tip to uh, Luka Modric. So, uh, with that, i got to jump in on something. I, w- I will say this. I'm happy. I'm kind of happy that Croatia won. I, I would have been happy with either of these teams no, no. winning. I didn't have any skin in this game. What pissed me off. Where the fuck does Josko Gvardiol come off? Bagging a goal in a meaningless game when he should be like toward the top of our blue shopping list and then almost creating a penalty. Dude, he's, a, he's a center back. What's this guy do? Dude, he just raised his price tag like an extra 15 million euros. Can you like somebody needs to tell this dude to just chill out, fuck up a little bit. Right. The messy, the when Messi kind of worked your ass in the box and hit you on the end line, that wasn't that bad. You're going up against the goat. But this dude, you got to just stop this. Stop it. Yeah, we need a little bit more consistency uh, out of him, especially if he, if he's going to be in a in a blue shirt. But 
young kid, man, 20 years old. I like him. Fantastic. Like him. Uh, you know, has a lot of the, the things you can't teach, the size, uh, you know, the stature. Uh, he's definitely the type of guy that you want. Uh, he's 20. He's 20. He's this young kid. He's doing great already. He, he's going to be a really good player. And, dude, give me a little bit of that Croatian DNA, right? Like, we, we've been talking about it for weeks now. Give me a little bit of that, like a stiff backbone, like a guy who's not going to get phased. Doesn't give a shit that he got worked by Messi. He's right up the next play, right? Like, like that's the type of dude that we want and we need. I would love to have him, but it, there's a lot of people bidding for his uh, – well, goalies and center backs, for his goalies and center backs in particular have to have the shortest memories uh, in football because you know typically if you're giving up a goal, there's a lot of finger pointing, you know, all, all that stuff. Typically, you look at the back line, and if the goalie messed up, it's one thing. But you know, the guy's going to shake it off. He's clearly, you know, got an amazing career trajectory ahead of him. He definitely did himself all the favors uh, by kicking some ass in, the, in this tournament because that that boy just made himself. Uh, a bedrock of cash. So God bless him. Hey, things coming too fast in this international uh, football world. So a lot of, you know, in particular, this, this is the last thing I want to talk about before we get into Argentina, France tomorrow is dude, think about the January transfer window right now. We talked about how crazy the world cup has been and, and unprecedented in terms of the timing, uh, the way that they rolled out the tournament, all of that different stuff. This January transfer window is going to be one for the record books because we've said it a million times. January is kind of like, oh, maybe a move, maybe two. Uh, typically, it's not uh, anywhere near what the summer is. But this window is going to be summer-like. This January summer spending spree, especially coming off the heels of this World Cup, is going to be unbelievable. It's really going to be interesting to see where a lot of these guys go because there's going to be more names moved in this window than we've seen in a long time in January. It certainly looks like it's lining up that way. And you're right. There's the World Cup premium. There's the Hamas Rodriguez premium, right? And the fact that the timing, that we're literally just inching toward the January window and this thing's going to close up, everybody's going to go away for Christmas, you know, pop some champagne on New Year's and then boom, we're right into it. It's going to be interesting. Before we leave, one last note, the goal for Mislav Orsic. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know if it's necessarily going to contest. I mean, I think probably Richarlison's goal is still going to be goal of the tournament. Dude, that that, that could be up there. That was a beauty. It was a fantastic goal. Uh, good good catch by soft, you. A soft, supple curler. Like It wasn't even hit hard. It was just the perfect little gyration. Just glances off the post and boom. That was a beauty. So you managed to get supple and gyration into one sentence. That's how you I did. speak. So I'm, that's how I'm feeling. That's how, that's how I'm feeling. Bam. Uh, all right. All right. Let's do it. Let's 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 chop it up. It's it, there's no no other way to explain it. This is the game. Um, it's bigger than the Super Bowl. It just is. Uh, it this is the sort of game that you know makes legends. Uh, literally puts guys either in the outhouse or the doghouse or the in-house or the uphouse or the penthouse or the whatever house you want to be. All the houses will be full after this game. Uh, you've got Lionel Messi. You've got Kylian Mbappe. We talked about it earlier. Who's going to cement either a, a major trajectory or, you know, submit one of the greatest legacies of all time in sport? Where do we go from here, man? What do you what do you see tomorrow? 
I mean, this is Clash of the Titans, man. Not only with Messi and Mbappe, but you're talking about two legendary countries, two legendary nations in this sport. Um, I think France, as of late, has looked a little bit suspect in some regards. You know, they, they came into this World Cup a little bit lean. They had a lot of guys who got hurt or, or had issues prior to even getting to the tournament. Uh, so they were kind of coming in with some of their B players. And obviously, it's still good. It just talks about the gluttony of talent that that team has in general. Um, I did not like what I saw of them against Morocco. And th- these are different approaches from what they're going to, what they got from Morocco versus what they're going to get from Argentina. They got some kind of a flu or an illness that's just spreading throughout the team. Yorabio was in in the last game. Um, hopefully, they will come full force because I do want to see these guys at full strength, yep. just button heads. Um, but I'm, I, I don't know, man. It's just, I feel like after all the years of Argentinian disappointment with all the strikers, you have Aguero, you've got Messi, you've got Di Maria, you've Bakistuta, Bakistuta. Dude, you just have so many guys, just so many guys. Um, and they just, they just fell flat and maybe the Copa America was a stepping stone. Maybe that was kind of the first thing that they needed to do in order to start to feel confident, know that they won some silverware for their country. It's a little bit of the load off. And now, you know, this could be the world cup, man. This could be it for Messi. And I just, I, I kind of just feel like this is almost fate. I mean, Copa America is a big freaking deal, man. I mean, it it is the Euros of South America. It's a huge tournament for them. And again, Maradona never won the Copa. So if he can lift a Copa and then achieve a World Cup right off the strength of that, uh, that's pretty big time back-to-back stuff. I mean, that's legendary. That's a lot of lifting right there. Uh, Maradona went to two finals. Uh, he went in 86 and one, obviously, and then lost in 90. Uh, so this will be Messi's second final. And I do agree with you. France has looked a little bit suspect and they've had, uh, you know, their opportunities. Well, they, they got exposed against Morocco, I guess we could say. And just crazy. They, they, you know, they, they've shown uh, some weaknesses in that regard. And when you've got the type of talent that Argentina does in a couple of different positions where guys can really make a difference. You know, the, the whole thing too is if this game starts to move on, I have no problem on Hell Di Maria uh going out there and producing something. They have guys that can produce moments of 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 superior magic uh that can win a game. Uh because I've seen both uh Di Maria and Messi go for Olympicos when when teams were down. I just love that step on their throat mentality. Let's just blast some balls right at the rail and see if the goalie is available, you know, is really uh, on it. And those are are two guys with amazing left feet that can change uh, a game in one second. Um, But again, too, you know, France has unbelievable talent uh, that can also produce a moment. The Shukameni goal that he had a couple of years, uh, you know, a couple of games ago, that was unbelievable. You've of course got Olivier Giroud, Mbappe, these incredible attacking players, but they are a little bit suspect in the back. Uh, if you're if you're going to hit those guys, uh, they they don't have some of their name brand center backs that they wanted to have in. Uh, so if Argentina are going to catch a mistake, those are the guys that I think are going to be most likely to commit it. Uh, let's see if we can't get into. The t- I think that this game is going to settle in. I don't think there there'll, there'll be a goal in the first half. 
I think everything that's going to happen is going to happen in the second half and into extra time. That I think that this game is going to go into extra time. Ooh, a clue. A clue. Um, yeah, I mean, you got, you got everything we just said about Argentina going up against a team that's been there, done that, who knows what it takes because they've already done it. They already have that piece of silverware. They're going for back-to-back champions. Uh, first time since Brazil decades ago. This is going to be epic, and I can't wait to watch it. So, are we are we ready to jump into our predictions? I am, and you know what? I'll just I'll go ahead and go first because I opened up my mouth uh, a second ago. It's going to be a chess match at first. I, I don't think anybody wants to give up anything. I think the first half is going to be very cagey. Uh, it, it, a lot of it's going to be played in the middle of the park. No one wants to get stretched because no one wants to make the mistake. That said, I think the second half you're gonna get a you're gonna get a goal early, and I think we're gonna get four goals in the second half. I think we're gonna get a two to two matchup headed into extra time. Again, this is what I think is going to happen, not what I want to happen. I think France nicks in a goal. I think it's another Olivier Giroud uh, header or a flick or something. As much as I I don't like to say it, I think Antoine Griezmann will probably be a facilitator uh, in in this instance again. But I I just see one of uh, France's fantastic finishers getting a foot or a head on something in extra time. I'm putting in France three, Argentina two. That's what I said. That's what I think is going to happen. I will admit I want Messi to 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 win. He's a guy who I I found myself rooting for in these past couple of of years. He's much easier to root for than some of these other guys. And I don't want to find myself as being a hater of greatness. I want to embrace the dude. I want Messi to win. I just predict France three, Argentina two. I like the call, and I agree with most of it. I absolutely agree with what you said about the first half. I think that. Again, exactly like you said, nobody wants to stretch themselves, leave them exposed, and get behind the eight ball on here. So it's going to be a very tight first half. I agree that it'll more than likely go into half nil-nil. I think it'll be active in the second half, not quite as active. Um, I was I was a little bit surprised. You know, the 4-4-2 that Argentina put out there against Croatia to nullify their midfield, I also think it really solidified them defensively. And I like that. Because I don't trust, like Christian Romero, I don't trust that dude. He's a goon back there. So I, I think you need cover, and I think you need to be able to have versatile midfielders that can go ahead and maybe add some assistance when you have a guy like Mbappe barreling down at you. Um, I have Argent. I, I think it'll be 1-1 by the time we get to the 85th minute. And then I actually think Argentina is going to hit one in stoppage time. So I'm going, I'm going 2-1. Argentina, Messi gets his World Cup, and he becomes a legend of legends. Uh, I like it. Uh, you know, high praise to all these these guys. Uh, one guy that also makes me a little bit nervous that, that you mentioned on the Argentina side, uh, Nicholas Otamenti isn't, isn't exactly uh, Franz Beckenbauer um, back there. He's a guy that can be a little bit suspect. He's the guy I'd be the most uh, nervous about making a mistake uh, in, in an Argentina shirt. But that being said, I, I love the the two one. 
I do think that this is going to be a very, very tight matchup. I only think the 2-2 is going to happen because it seems like when these guys are really chasing the game, especially uh, at the end of these huge matches, there always seems to be a flurry of, of goals. Uh, because I think it's like once you get one, you're gonna get you're gonna get a couple. I don't see this as a as a nil nil or a one nil uh, all the way through. I just don't. I really think both teams are gonna score. So, all right, man, let's uh, you know put a bow on this thing. I can't wait to to wake up in the morning and uh, you know have some coffee, get a little breakfast, and uh, get this thing on starting at ten o'clock. Uh, amazing time to uh, be alive. The penultimate, uh, you know, game of the tournament here, the 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 end, uh, wrapping it up. So, good luck to uh, Argentina. Good luck to France tomorrow. Uh, everybody, enjoy watching. Thank you so much for uh, giving us your time and giving us a listen. America is indeed blue. We'll be back with the wrap up cast uh, tomorrow. Then we'll be done with the FIFA World Cup and then getting back into talking about our beloved Chelsea Blues full time. Uh, all right, bro. Have a great rest of your night. Thank you, everybody out there. We'll be back next time. America is blue.